No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Most of us welcome an increase in our income, but did you know that that can lead to family trouble? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. After God had called Abram into the land of Canaan, a famine hit, causing Abram to head for the greener pastures of Egypt. This turned out to be a disaster, with Pharaoh finally telling him to leave the land. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Egypt had been a difficult experience. Abram's lapse of faith had tarnished his witness before Pharaoh. Having gone down to Egypt, he now turned around and went up from Egypt back to the land of promise. Abram was now very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. The Hebrew word translated rich is literally heavy. In other words, Abram wasn't only loaded, he was overloaded with wealth. Now, we might think that this was a good thing, but we will see that it led to problems. None of us goes down to the world in unbelief without it taking its toll on us. Verse 3, And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Abraham returned to the place where he had last built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. For the entire time he was in Egypt, he never built an altar, and he never heard from the Lord. Our spiritual detours distance us from God. Even though we may prosper materially, It costs us spiritually. Material gains outside the will of God result in spiritual losses. If we find that we have taken a spiritual detour, it can be helpful to return to the place where we last met with the Lord and heard His voice. We will find that He is waiting there for us with open arms. Prodigals and pilgrims are alike welcomed by our Heavenly Father. If our passion for God has grown cold, let us hasten to return to our first love and call on the name of the Lord as we did at first. Verse 5. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. Lot also had a lot, so much, in fact, that the land could not support the flocks, herds, and servants of two companies. Increased wealth had brought family strife. How often money has become a source of contention in families. Someone receives an inheritance and family members who once got along are now suing each other. Abram and Lot were victims of their own success and their relationships 
now suffered for it. The strife broke out with the herdsmen. Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen were each seeking the best for their master's flocks and herds. But in their selfish pursuit and complaining, they caused contention between family members. We must be careful that our complaining doesn't separate close friends or family. We read in James 3, 5, See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Just a little bit of complaining can do a lot of damage. Why are we told here that the Canaanites and Perizzites dwelt in the land? They were the neighbors who were watching all of this. They were idol worshipers, and they had seen Abram build an altar to his unseen God. But now they witness contention in the camp. It is always tragic when there are divisions in the church that the world sees. And they say, with all that fighting going on in the church, why would I want to join? Strife among God's people is a reproach and reason others use to keep away from God and his church. Verse 8, So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please, separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Abram may have failed the famine test, but he passed the money test. He wasn't going to let the love of money come between he and his beloved nephew. Separation of the two parties was better than ongoing strife. But Abram gave preference to Lot in choosing whatever land he wanted. In such a patriarchal culture, this was unheard of. By right, Abram should have had the first choice. By giving the pick of the land to Lot, Abram showed that he wouldn't let anything jeopardize his love for his nephew. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. By this action, Abram proved that he was truly a son of God. Verse 10, And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. The land of Egypt was well-watered and ideal for grazing flocks and herds. That was where Lot had experienced his great increase materially. Abram took Lot out of Egypt, but he couldn't take Egypt out of Lot. Lot lifted his eyes and saw the well-watered plain of Jordan, and it reminded him of Egypt. Therefore, he chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. As the younger, it would have been proper etiquette for Lot to refuse the right of first choice and give it back to his uncle. But the lust of his eyes caused him to think only of himself. In essence, he said, I'll take that good land over there. So Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Verse 12. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked, 
and sinful against the Lord. As it turned out, Abram remained in the land that God had chosen for him. Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom and later moved into the city of Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. In our desire to follow our eyes and our hearts, we shouldn't be surprised if we find ourselves dwelling among the spiritually destitute. The pursuit of sensuality leads to more sensuality and increased wickedness. According to Jeremiah, our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We dare not trust them. Better to let the Lord choose for us than to choose for ourselves and end up in a place slated for destruction. The decision to move toward Sodom was the worst decision Lot would ever make. Verse 14, And the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Lot had lifted his eyes toward the Jordan plain, but now the Lord told Abram to lift his eyes to see the land of his inheritance. At first, our possession may not look as good as the portion of those who are living for this world. They seem to have everything, and we only have our daily bread. But how swiftly their portion is taken away from them, and then they have nothing. What God gives us may not look so attractive now, but it endures forever. It is our everlasting possession. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Not only would God give Abram a great possession of land, but also a great nation of descendants. Although Abram and Sarai had no children, the Lord promised that their descendants would be as innumerable as the dust of the earth. How could anyone count that? The Lord took it one step further. He told Abram to walk in the land of promise through its length and its width. He was to explore its boundaries and to get to know every square mile. It would be a material reminder of the goodness of God, even though Abram would not receive it as his material possession in his lifetime. He was walking through the promise of God. Likewise, through faith in Jesus Christ, we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises. As we walk through the word, we walk through the promises of God. Some we will see come to fruition in our lives. Others won't be fulfilled in our lifetimes. Nevertheless, we believe that they will come to pass in their day because God is faithful to keep his word. Walking the land of God's promises strengthens our faith. And that is what I hope and pray for us as we go through the Bible together. Verse 18, Then Abram moved his tent and went to dwell by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. God told Abram to walk in the land, and Abram moved his tent to Hebron. 
Once again, Abram built an altar to the Lord, a visible sign of worship and thanksgiving. When God blesses us, what do we do? Do we congratulate ourselves, take it in stride, or return to give God thanks? God has given us an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, and is kept securely in heaven for us. So let us follow Abraham's example and offer up a sacrifice of praise whenever we can. Finally, beware of following your eyes and your heart in choosing what you think will be best for yourself. The walk of faith is based on God's word, not on our senses or our desires. Sodom means burning, and what appears now to be so desirable may in time burn us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zagman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address there, and we'd love to hear from you. Join us tomorrow as we look at another side of Abraham, next time on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.